0: In a world looking for something to listen to, a group of friends rise to the challenge. It's Pop
1: Samurai.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to another PopCon Milwaukee special interview brought to you by Pop Samurai. I'm your host, Jelani Hoon. With me today is Paul Ryan Peck and our special guest, Eloy Ash. Thank you so much for joining us here on our podcast for a special interview for the PopCon Milwaukee. If you guys aren't here, you guys are missing out, and you're missing the lovely Aloy Ash. Um, for you, people who don't know or the folks at home who are just like, who? Uh, can you tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, um,
0: I am an internationally published tattoo model. I'm a state champion TIG welder and a pop media icon. <laughs> I've done multiple um, international television shows including Fast and Loud on Discovery Channel.
2: I love you so much. I'm going to pull my wedding ring off now. <laughs> no, <laughs> <I'm drunk. laughs> yeah, your wife's going to kill you. I'm joking. To so to I'm say. joking, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, uh, wh- what... What led you to pursuing the career that you have now? I mean, what, what, what led up to it? Was it, um, start from the beginning?
0: Uh, well, I'm very much one of those people that just kind of goes with the flow and like kind of goes where life takes you. Uh, and I ended up going to a photo shoot with a friend of mine as her bodyguard and shooting with that photographer. And within, after doing that, I marketed myself from there and my career took off. Um, instantly like i did 20 magazines in the first year i even started modeling wow. so and from there it was just insane
2: <laughs> that's amazing and then uh from, from there you just kept just building up like a like a like a i don't know what the word is here i'm looking for like a, a snowball building up more snow i don't know what you exactly
0: know call it. i mean it, it wasn't even a snowball building up more snow it was like an avalanche like it just it was all very very instant so fast that um i'd walk into like Myers or something, and I'd have four magazine covers, like, just sitting on the shelf in front of me. Nice. It was Amazing. mind-blowing.
2: Oh. Uh, what, are the, what were the first uh, modeling jobs that you had? Were they just for just regular, just old shoots before you got into transition to more what you were doing now? Um,
0: Yes and no. Like, I, I did a handful of, like, smaller ones and stuff like that, but probably on my sixth shoot, I was shooting magazines. Okay. Um, and it started with the horse, which was a um, bike magazine. Um, that was actually Michigan-based. And then I started traveling um, and hitting L.A. and stuff like that. So then I was getting um, found by Inc. and a lot of the tattoo magazines and stuff like that. And then, uh, I don't know, probably a year and a half in, I shot with a photographer that was traveling with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it was actually their traveling photographer, and he worked for Vogue. Mm -hmm. Um, And he shot me for Vogue and sent them the images just on a whim because Vogue doesn't normally publish tattoo models. Um, and I was actually the first heavily tattooed model to ever be published in Vogue.
2: Wow! Nice. How how, how good did that feel?
0: It was mind blowing. I couldn't even believe that it was so far out of the range of what I ever thought I was going to do. Um, that when it happened, it, it it I don't know. It was weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, um, from there, I mean, now now you were in the modeling. What what what? Because uh, I saw that you had some cosplay. Uh, pictures as well what how did that start more as well
0: um well I've been doing cosplay for years um literally before I even started modeling or welding or or even thought about uh, a career of any sort um I was doing cosplay and I was just going to conventions and dressing up and stuff like that and it wasn't anything major at the time um, and then over the last year, cosplay has gotten bigger and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I always enjoyed doing it. Let's start doing it on a larger scale. So now I'm building crazy huge costumes and competing in the competitions and stuff wow. like that. Wow. But
2: what was the uh, latest piece that you've done? Um,
0: um, I And this one is super nerdy, and I love it. Um, I did an astropath from Warhammer 40K, um, (laughs) which is like tabletop, Dungeons and Dragons. But the the artwork behind these characters is so inspiring and so detailed that it makes amazing cosplays because you've got the costume laid out in front of you already.
2: Amazing. Amazing. So
1: Um, just out of uh, an idea for people who actually want to get into cosplay, how much money have you sunk into this by your estimate?
0: Um, you know, I try to keep everything relatively, relatively cheap, and I do all of the work myself. So it's, you're building stuff from scratch. Um, so it's really your material cost. So, you know, you could put a couple hundred into a costume, or you could put $10 into a costume. It really depends on how far you want to go with it, and there's always cheaper options. You know, you can get 50% off coupons for Joann's and the, you know, the newspaper and right. the all day long. And you can go to Joanne's every day and get a piece of fabric to put towards the costume if you wanted to instead of buying everything at once. Nice. So there's, you know, there's great ways to cut down costs. Um, the restores are amazing at finding, you know, just random pieces if you are going there avidly.
1: Right, because there's so many people out there that want to get into it. They're like, oh, but, you know, they know that you look at just a big picture of it. And you think, well, I can't afford it, I can't do it. So there are options. Yeah, there for are, getting around to it. There
0: are always options. It just depends on how big you want to go, how elaborate you want to go, things like that. Um, like a sheet of Worbla is um, like eighty bucks. And it's, you know, a good two ish yard sheet. Right. Um, and you can make it's a lot of material. that You can make a lot of that, you know, a lot of things out of that. But it depends on how big of a person you are and, you know, like what you're trying to build. If you're trying to build a full armor suit, it's going to cost a couple hundred dollars.
1: Right, right. I think uh, New York Comic Con last year, somebody built an entire Hulkbuster Iron Man suit. That one couldn't have been cheap at all.
2: Oh, no, no. no. Might as well just go to a regular studio. For you. I mean, now that we're on on the cosplay. uh, section of the podcast I guess um what is the most complicated costume you've've you've got you've done yourself and also what is the was your favorite one that you've done
0: um so far uh, honestly the the last two I did um, which was my Astropath which I just mentioned and I did um, Queen Mara saw it from destiny mm. um, they were both pretty complex but complex on different levels um, my Astropath had more. Um, like solid fabricating and armor fabricating, whereas Marasov had more um, like pattern making and, and sewing and seamstress work.
2: Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, now we're going on to, uh, so you've done cosplay. You're, the, you're internationally loved uh, the tattoo model as well. I mean, is there, is there any more that you, you're into as well that you're doing? Um, oh, yourself? my
1: gosh. What I'm, what I'm curious is the welding. How how, how this come about?
0: Um, I'm actually a third-generation welder. My my grandfather was a welder. My father was a welder, um, and I started doing it in high school and fell in love instantly. Um, so Paul, what are you literally... doing with your wedding ring?
2: Stop pulling it off! I'm I, I keep it on. We're bonded. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it was
0: literally like my first passion in life.
2: That's cool. Wonderful. That's great. And and uh, from there, I mean, what else are you into now? Or what are you doing?
0: Oh gosh, um, I am. Um, I am so many things. It's insane. Um, I bake um, like I love baking I like doing a lot of like specialty baking and health food baking and stuff like that. But I love the challenge of taking something that's good for you and making it taste like the most decadent, rich thing in the entire world. Really? Um, Like I make uh, black bean brownies and they taste just like Little Debbie Cosmic brownies, but like it's 100 calories for the same portion and insanely healthy.
2: Really? Wow, um, that's that's amazing. So I mean that's something that you're really playing with, trying to get like something turning turning something really, really healthy into something that looks and tastes like it's not healthy for you at all.
0: Oh, exactly. It's it's pretty much if you give me anything that's gonna present a challenge, like I wanna try and figure it out just because I love the challenge of trying to learn something and trying to learn something to the fullest.
2: This sounds like a TV show in the making right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll see what else are you uh, going on right now with you right now as
0: well Uh, what else are you Um, right now I'm kind of focusing um, more on the cosplay aspect of things and starting to hit more conventions and building more costumes and stuff like that it's just it's so much fun to go from you know a pile of fabric and you know random objects to a finished costume to walking around the convention floor and like just the way people engage with you when you're in full cosplay is absolutely amazing
2: uh, any preview for something that you're working on right now? Maybe a little secret hint that you want to give? Uh,
0: you know, honestly, I, I have so many in the background that I'm working on. It, it's kind of hard to, to pick one to really, really put out there.
2: <laughs> she's got like an alloy ash, like a uh, bat cave where she's just going through all these different, like.
0: Honestly, I suit, do. alloy ash. <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs>
0: It's funny if you talk to my boyfriend, he's like, You're like dating six different people. Um and the new IOS update on his phone like has a facial recognition and it literally recognized me as like twelve different people um in his phone. It's hilarious. I'm like that's it's funny that I
2: nice. wow, that's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah, was, it was it kind of that. funny. Like I, you broke the system. Was like, you're told people. How yeah. is this possible?
1: <laughs> when uh, when did you start with the tattoos?
0: Um, I got my first one when I was 19, um, so it honestly has not been that long. Um, I just plan very, very large pieces. So, like, when a normal person gets a tattoo, they get a tattoo the size of a softball or, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, the, like I, the knuckle scorpion.
0: Yeah, I tattoo my entire arm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Nice. That's it. That's now, uh, how many... Go big or go home.
2: How many different tattoos do you have, I mean, over the years? So it's they, four They kept kept cover her.
0: I, I say 11, um, but that's why. is because they literally, it's like my entire leg or my entire arm. Hmm. Um, you know, I have a couple of small ones, but nothing. Most of them are very large scale.
2: No, I've never had needle to skin, personally, but um, is there a... a
1: We could also make you a victim if you want to try it. Personally, for you. Boyfriend um, is a tattoo artist, Johnny.
2: Is there a difference from when you first got a tattoo to now when you're getting one recently that, like, maybe was the first one just like, oh, that wouldn't really hurt. But then now it's like, oh, whatever.
0: I don't know. It's kind of like anything. It seems like as you age, they suck more and more. Like, well, you have those endorphins when you're younger. And, like, as you get older, like, everything gets more painful. I don't know why that is. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, I, well, I can relate. I'm, I'm uh, probably the oldest one here at the table. It does get worse. You're going you're gonna to hate your 40s, trust me.
0: The other thing with tattoos, too, is as you go, you run out of easy spots to do. So then you end up in the really crappy spots that hurt no matter what you do.
1: Rib cage.
0: Yeah. Well, that was my first one, actually. Oh, really? Right. My first one goes I, from my hip to like midway up my rib cage. Well, when you're
2: on a Cause space, I, I, always, space. I
1: always heard that that was like one of the worst places to go.
0: Your chest is awful and your elbows. Like, and I want to do my kneeca- kneecaps next, and I can oh. only imagine.
1: Okay, do you have anything? Because I see the neck tattoos, but do you have something that goes up uh, your neck right behind your ear? Yes. so the buzzing on the skull you
0: can hear it it like resonates in your head (laughs) i've heard about that um the same with your chest you can actually like hear the hollow in your chest so like it's kind of like if you were to like tap on the top of a drum and you hear that like it your chest sounds the same way
2: wow that's kind of scary
0: (laughs) it's very bizarre
2: (laughs) That's terrifying. I don't ever want one. I'll just yeah, get, yeah, I'll, you do. Yeah, get, you do. I'm gonna steal your idea and get the little puppet on my hand and with the two eyes. There's, and there's, just like, that's all I there's want. There's a long now.
1: story. We had a puppeteer on our show, and we've uh,
2: we, we, that's amazing. We inked We're, our hands to be puppets along with him.
1: <laughs> it's on. It'll be, it's gonna be on our website. It's gonna be
2: awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Um, now, uh, you being more heavily into cosplay and everything like that. I, I mean, as you said. The nerdy, the nerdy thing you did with the two recent ones—they're from video games. Are you a big gamer?
0: Yes, yes. Oh,
2: by all means, by all <laughs> means, regale me. <laughs> um,
0: I have always loved video games. Um, but it's funny because up until I—I I got a PS4. Um, I don't know, maybe two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but up until then, like I hadn't had a new system in forever. So like, literally, like first generation, like. PlayStation, Xbox, okay, stuff was, like that. Um, second, I was like, I have before, a Nintendo. No no no. <laughs> no, no, no. Before that, that's what I was playing. Was I had a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo, and then I was like, they don't make plugs for these TVs anymore. Like, how how can I play my Super Nintendo? um But no, like the graphics and these games now are so mind blowing. Like I had to get into it.
1: See, Paul. Well, like,
2: he always had he. Paul.
1: I started with Pong. That's how old I am. Paul has Hoop and Stick. That's what he
2: has. Paul has Hoop and Stick, where he just. The graphics are. No, I I started off. I started with Pong.
1: (laughs) He had the Atari 2600. And I do remember, like, when Sega Genesis first came out, like, how groundbreaking it is. Oh, my gosh. Which is now. Sega was my
0: first system I ever owned. Wow,
1: really? Me too. But now now it's almost like. Kind of garbage-looking now compared to, like, what's going on. Sonic
2: was so real.
0: (laughs) Sonic was amazing. Um, The first game that really made me want to, like, game was Mortal Kombat. And it was literally watching, like, older people play who actually understood all of the fatalities and stuff like that. Because my mom didn't care. Um, And, like, seeing the crazy awesome fatalities. And I'm like, I want to pull people's spines out of their body.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog was the first video game to give me a seizure.
0: Really? Yeah.
2: What was the next one? <laughs> you know, no, you
1: said, you said I don't know. I was in the, the middle. One. I was in the middle of a oh, battle battle arena to Sinjin. Okay. It was the first one where when the fighters are kind of like going in a circle, they can go around each other. The last board, they're on this platform. So it's like Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you remember No, this I one. remember it. So Clearly. it's like a platform and you can go around each other, but the background you're like in uh almost like a spinning orb Mm -hmm. yeah you you can't play that one for hours and hours (laughs) without all of a sudden everything just went out so took a break from that one too
2: for a a while is there anything you're playing now i was just just Um, shouting out right now
0: i'm trying to get back into uh disgaea which is very tactic based Um, the only problem with it is is it's not a lot of fun until you get into the higher levels and actually build up your character. Mm -hmm. So it's like that first, I don't know, 40 hours worth of grinding to get your characters up. Um, so that way it's actually fun so I'm trying to force myself through that right now so that way I can actually enjoy the rest
2: of the game for all the nerds out there, she's taken okay <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna
1: let her up. <laughs> no no, no!
0: <laughs> um, previous to that it was Destiny which was super fun until the um, game creators decided that they were going to listen to everyone's complaints and like mm. keep bashing weapons down and changing all kinds of stuff yeah, and they're... I just got tired of the changes
2: it was a total different game than what it was <laughs> yeah. from the beginning um, and now, uh, going around on a, uh, or obligated to talk about the convention circuit. Uh, going around the convention circuits. How many do you think you hit in a year now?
0: Um, like I said, I'm I'm trying to build up that number quite a bit more. Um, recently I've pretty much stuck to local shows and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm just now starting to branch out into further shows and stuff like that. And I book everything myself, so it's a lot of you know, background work, trying to get everything set up and everything else. So I always tell everybody, like, if you have a show in your area that you want me to attend, like, by all means, tell them to invite me. Like, that way I can get the ball rolling a little bit easier. Um, But no, probably as of right now, I do about 10 a year, um, which is pretty minimal. Um, But like I said, most of them are, are local to me. Okay.
2: I guess it's not for everybody out there try uh, who are Alloy Ash fans, make sure she uh, gets the Tokyo Game Show. Make sure she gets the E three. I'm sure she'll really appreciate that. Paul doesn't know what I'm saying. There it's it's I I know what you're saying. What yeah, am I saying? What am I saying? Creep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hoop and Stick, the graphics never change. It's almost as I remembered it. <laughs> no, that was
1: that was Kenner's Star Wars.
2: <laughs> um Uh, Now that you're going around in the convention circus, I mean, how does it feel for like having maybe um, the younger crowd of of females and everything like that coming up to you and knowing who you are, your fans? I mean, how does that feel, like, getting recognized more and more now?
0: That's one of the coolest feelings in the entire world, and it's especially cool when someone walks up to you and tells you that you inspired them or... You, you know, inspired this girl to be a welder or something like that. And to me, that's the best part of doing this. And this is the part that keeps pushing me forward. Because, I mean, I get a lot of hate and that part of it sucks. But people like that are what keep pushing me. Like it's mm. it's really a magical feeling.
2: Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, is there anything, uh, you want to push right now for the folks at home that you want uh, that you're doing right now, or something coming up, or where they can find you?
0: Um. You know what? Check out alohash.com. It links you to all of my social media right on the front page, and I update my social media avidly, like when I'm on top of my game. Um. It's a couple times a day. I mean, I do take breaks and, and rest and stuff like that. But anytime you're getting any news, it's it's definitely all of my social media.
1: Gotcha. And Twitter.
0: Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of the above.
2: I'll I'll link link up more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I appreciate you coming on so much and talking to us, talking to the fans out there, and possibly creating some new, inspiring some new people out there every day. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thank you for your time, guys. Thank you so much.
2: Um, Listeners out there, get out there, get to com. find her on all social media platforms and uh, support her out there and get her to those game shows, guys. Support her. Push her out there. Hashtag LOASH to E3. (laughs) <laughs> hello ash to tokyo hashtag to tokyo <laughs> yeah <Game Show>. yeah <laughs> no, wouldn't that, that be amazing like
1: if we started the ball on that that'd be amazing and i was like boom there she was <laughs> there she was that would be
2: phenomenal it's all because of pop samurai it's, it's all, all because right. of those pop one guys yeah <laughs> yeah it was, it was those
1: two creeps that were at that convention <laughs> what was the name of that convention again
2: <laughs> the hoop and stick guys that's i remember yeah, <laughs> the old, yeah there was the
1: one with that old guy
2: yeah, so you guys get out there, check it out. Thank you so much, Aloash, Ash, for joining us here. Um, don't forget to keep expecting more interviews from Pop Samurai for the PopCon Milwaukee. Uh, hopefully you guys are making it out here and meeting all these great uh, guests who are here at the show. And uh, thanks again, and uh look forward to seeing you and uh, talking to you guys uh, later. Bye!
0: Will our heroes podcast survive? Spread the word, subscribe, and tune in next time. Same pop samurai time, same pop samurai channel.